buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. Hey, before we start today's episode, I wanted to bring you in on the best kept secret in B2B sales. If you're serious about social selling and your only strategy is cold DMs through LinkedIn, you're missing the mark big time. Learn how a fully managed revenue generating podcast can change your life and your pipeline at salescast.co. All right. Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. I'm very excited to have Jackie Joy on today. This has been a long time coming. And Jackie is a sales trainer, executive coach for Selling from the Heart, where she helps sales leaders and sales professionals change their culture to one of trust, authenticity, and credibility. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Colin. It's great to be here. Yeah, you and I connected. Obviously, you know we have a mutual friend um, or mutual friends, yes. and um, and we connected on LinkedIn and, and talked. Uh, seems like such a long time ago now. Um, <laughs> and it was only like a month and a half. But and it's, then, it's yeah, and and knew I needed to 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 get you on the show. And so I'd love to just kind of start out learning a little bit more about your story. Like, what's your what's your sales story? Oh, well, it goes back into the good old ages. Um, many, many, many years ago when I was just getting out of high school, I actually mm. sold radio spots. And if you can sell air, you can sell just about anything. So uh. I, the, the bug hit me back then. And I started, I have a couple of passions. I like reading about psychology and I like reading about sales. So I took a Dale Carnegie course many, many years ago. So learned early on to be myself. Hmm. But then I stayed home. I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. And if you don't think that's good sales training, think again. You learn to overcome objections all the time. Yeah. And you, 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 even, you even question if you're any good at sales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of funny because some of the strategies that I use <laughs> when <laughs> negotiating with my children, uh, they start to pick up on them <laughs> and then they start using them back on you. And you're like, ah, oh, I see what you're doing there. Yes. And by <laughs> the third kid, you need to be really top on your game because yeah. they pick up the most. So, um, so 
I did that for many years. And then from there, um, I, I was actually an admin assistant for many years. And then I went back into sailing. So I was in the private insurance space for the last 10 years. And being a satellite leader, I didn't like the type of trainings that they had. It to me, and I'll call it smoke and mirrors as opposed to call out specific trainings that some of the other leaders were doing. And I didn't like it. So I read a lot of different sales books to bring it to my team. And then I stumbled across the Selling from the Heart podcast. And I'm like, okay, these guys are different. I really like their bringing value. You know, it's really all about the client. And at that time, they were just talking about Selling from the Heart book coming out, which was November of 2018. When I read the book and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Hindsight being 2020, I probably could have written it myself because there's a lot of techniques in there that I was kind of doing already. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm not the only one. Because I felt at the time I was the only one on the planet being authentic. So when I, after I read the book, I connected with Larry on LinkedIn and I, I told him, I said, I know you wrote this book for me. He didn't know who I was. He's on the, he's on the um, West coast. I'm on the East coast. So there's no way he knew me, but Um, then years later, um, last year, they asked me if I would think of joining their team. And to me, this is my passion to bring in trust, credibility, you know, back to selling like it used to be many, many years ago in Dale Carnegie's time. It's a great profession, but when you tell people you're in sales, they look at you worse than you had COVID. Oh my gosh. And I was just thinking there as you're saying that, right? Trust, authenticity, like those are words that don't go together with sales like peanut butter and jelly (laughs) in a lot of cases, right? (laughs) They're like sales, trust, authenticity. Are you sure you were talking about the right, the same thing here, Jackie? (laughs) Because most people don't trust people in sales. But if you look at the bigger picture, nothing happens in any profession unless you're selling something. Someone, and I, I used to hire agents and they go, oh, well, I've never sold before. I've never been in sales. I said, well, I beg to differ. When you were this high and you were begging your parents for an ice cream cone from Dairy Queen, yeah, you were selling. So someone's always selling, someone's always being sold to, no matter where they're at. Yeah, and and and, and sometimes, you know, you don't even realize it, like you mentioned, even from a young age, um, even, you know, parenting your children, um, or even just even with your partner, maybe selling them on your idea, mm-hmm. um, or even to, uh, you know, get married. Like those are all sales. Some of those have long sales cycles as well. <laughs> Very long sales <laughs> so, cycles. Yeah. Never ending. <laughs> yeah. And they're always bought back to the beginning too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, wow. All right. So there's so many good things we can dig into here, but I, I want to talk about just kind of what was it that hit home with you so much about, you know, listen to 
Daryl and, and, and Larry on the podcast and then the book resonating so much, like just kind of for maybe people who are listening that ha- don't know selling from the heart, which they should, the podcast and the book, um, which is also available audio version, which is, um, my personal preference, but, um, I'm an audio book person, but don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> And so I'm just curious, like what things about it stood out to you the most where it just really, you know, struck a chord? So for me, especially once I was a leader, cause I did that for many years and I saw too many agents walking out of sales because they weren't taught to be themselves. It was, here's your script, read it the way it is. Don't try to deviate it. Don't think by yourself. Don't put, you know, it's like, and it was, yeah. put I've tonality so in many it, times. but it was, yeah. you know, when you're trying to read a script and trying to put tonality in it, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. But don't put your tonality into it. Right. Put, it put, put the tone in it to the, you hear me using. <laughs> Absolutely. So that, and when I read Larry's book, one of the things that really resonated with me was something that I did naturally. I didn't have good leaders. Um, they were great people, but they were kind of non-existent. They were doing their own thing and they really didn't have time to help. Even though I was in a brand new industry, I like, I knew nothing about the insurance field. So I had to, you know, you don't have a lot of people that will take on that, like, and really dive into it. So I didn't even know if my presentation that I was doing was any good. So I went to my customer, whether I sold them or not. And Larry talks about that in his book. He talks about it in a different way. He talks more about asking what they like about salespeople, asking what they don't like about and, and connecting that way. I connected on a different way. I had, when I gave him a presentation, I went back to him, whether I sold them or not and saying, where did I miss the boat? What did you like about my presentation? So my customers actually helped me create my presentation and help me get better so I could be better for my, for more customers because most people, and I know this is a hot spot for you. Most people don't realize you are your own brand. Yeah, no. And people think their brand is something they need to create or, a lot of times you see folks just kind of observing other people's brands and then trying to make their brand what somebody else is. And it's like your brand is who you are. Um, it's not something that you create. You're maybe just not sharing it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't compare yours to somebody else's. Like what makes your brand unique is it's yours. Absolutely. Like I can't train an agent to be like me because it's not them. And there's too many, there's too many leaders, especially in sales within five minutes of the person starting their new job, they'll go, you'll do great. Just do everything that Johnny's doing over there because he's our number one salesperson. Well, Jessica over here is nothing like Johnny over there. So now she's already been set up for failure because she's not being authentic to who she is. We used to call that back in the day, your reputation. What do you want people to think about you after you've left their presence to be true to your word? If I'm going to tell you that your product's going to be here at such and such a time and day, 
It better be there at that time. If you find out that it's not going to be, then make a phone call and say, you know what? Although I mentioned this is when it's going to come in, we've had a hiccup. So just wanted to call and let you know. So when it's really all about if you're authentic to yourself and authentic to your word, you'll do so much better in sales. Yeah. And, and, and the funny thing is, it's actually very simple, but yet it's so hard for so many people, right? Because they're operating out of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, something got messed up. Product's not going to be there. Maybe, you know, uh, if it's, you know, a feature that was, you know, supposed to be included, isn't ready yet, whatever the case is, what, you know, what's actually going to happen versus what you promised aren't aligned. And people are so scared to just be honest about that and be proactive about that because they don't want to lose the deal. They don't want to, you know, have to deal with some sort of conflict. Um, and you know, honesty and being transparent is always the best policy. Um, even if you have to tell somebody something they don't want to hear, or they're not going to be happy about, um, it's way better than if you don't. And I think for whatever reason, people just have kind of lost the idea of like, that your reputation matters and it matters a lot. And, you know, you might be able to sneak past a prospect or two or a customer that'll, you know, not say something or be able to live with it. Um, but they're not going to refer you anybody. If they go get another job tomorrow, they're not going to say, Hey, you know, this person did a great job and I want to bring this solution into this new organization. Like those things are not going to happen. And those are what separate, you know, uh, average sellers from elite sellers or, you know, real true, as you guys like to say, sales professionals. Yes. And there's a huge difference between a sales rep and a sales professional because a sales professional really cares about their client. A sales rep just cares about putting money in their pocket. You know, I did things in the insurance industry that most people didn't do. I surrounded myself with my competition that I trusted. So if I knew my product wasn't going to be as good for them as they needed to be, I had people that I would refer them to saying, you know, although I can't help you because of this, you know, I trust this person and they will take good care of you. Well, who are they going to refer at the end of the day? They're going to refer me because I've put them in the best place that fits their needs. Well, it's hard for a lot of people to look at the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. Or play the long game, or I'll just say it, actually give a shit and value the relationship over their commission check or hitting quota or looking good to their boss. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's so important because at the end of the day, your client is going to stay with you long-term. I recently asked one of my um, clients on the health insurance space, what made you go with me at the beginning when I first signed up and what made you stay? Because she's been my client since I started with the insurance industry in 2014. And she said, the product at first and how you treated me, she goes, and I know that no one will treat me as good as you treat me because you are always there to pick up the phone when I need something. 
which is another pet peeve of mine, when customers call the salesperson back and they don't return their customers' calls. (sighs) It's it's frustrating because they're afraid of what's on the other end. Yeah. Except they don't think it could be a referral. I mean, because I've had customers call me back and say, hey, do you mind if I refer you? Oh, no, please don't. Of course, I want you to refer me. But they'll call first, even though, you know, it should be a no brainer. But for customers, we've been taught to not give out other people's information unless you have permission. So customer agents should also learn to say, hey, if you know anyone, you have my permission to give my name and number out. Yeah. So, so let's, let's dig into this idea of your reputation mm. as a seller, right? Like you said that was, you know, something people used to care more about back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious your thoughts on, you know, because now what you see and, 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 and I also want to kind of connect the dots here as well, because you said there's a difference between a sales rep and a sales professional, yes. right? And I think for the most part, maybe there's some exceptions, but I've talked to a lot of people and even my own personal experience. I think we all kind of start out as a sales rep. Because that's how we're taught. Right. And my training was very similar to what you said your training was. And I've talked to tons of people and it's the same old stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Here's a script. Here's the name of the list. You know, mine kind of went like this. here's Here's a script. There's the phone. So listen, names don't use a CRM. It's broken. <laughs> you know? And uh, that was my training and off I went, you know? And so, um, you know, when did valuing your reputation as a seller, not like stop. Why did, when did people stop caring about that so much? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think with, and I'm going to say it lovingly because you're going to love them or hate them, when you have the whole Wolf of Wall Street, Grant Cardone mm. type of methods out there, and they're shining all the big houses, the bling, the, you know, shiny cars, the sexy woman next to you, all, all mm. that. Um, yeah. And some people want that. Yeah. And they're willing to sell their soul for it. And I wasn't willing to sell my soul for anybody. Right. So then chasing that becomes the most important thing when, you know, serving your customer, you know, making sure you have a good reputation, um, helping your customer solve their most important thing, whether that's with you or not, all of that goes out the window when it's all about me president's club, you know, you know, my quota, my commission check, my president's club award, all of those other things that people are chasing, or, you you know, you as a seller defining what success is based on somebody else's success. Absolutely. Um, you know, income is the outcome. It's not what your mission should be. Everything takes care of itself when you do it the right way. Does it feel like it's a slower process? Sometimes. But those customers will stay on your books longer. 
You know, I even get offended. Now I don't have to deal with this now that I'm with selling from the heart. It's great. But in the insurance space, no one ever has anything good to say about insurance. So even if they had a bad review, because everybody loves to complain on reviews, but sometimes it's not the product. It was the lack of training that agent got to tell the customer how the plan really worked. And I would take offense to it because it's like, to me, I had branded myself with that company. So I didn't want for a minute any of my customers to think that I had sold them an inferior product because someone else had a bad experience. So I really, you know, it's taking your values and living up to them. That's why it's like selling from the heart at first. It's like, okay, that sounds like a fluffy title. Okay. If we want to be honest, it sounds fluff, but if you really read it, it will hold your feet to the fire. So it will, you know, if you have an empty pipeline, you don't have to go look any further than the mirror (laughs) because you're the reason why it's empty. Yeah. You know, so it's really taking that deep dive and the book will help you do that is taking that deep dive within yourself. If you really want to be good, read Selling from the Heart. And if you prefer an online course that goes through it, we have a masterclass that takes you through the book. And I highly recommend it. I did it for my own sales team. I used to buy books. Every new agent that I hired (laughs) got a Selling from the Heart book. Yeah. And... What if people that haven't been exposed, you know, to Daryl and, and, and Larry and, and even yourself and the work that you guys do or the book or the master classes or all the awesome stuff that you guys do all the time, the challenges, you know, um, what's, what could they expect? Like, what is, what are some of the things that people say after reading the book for the first time or going through the master class or, you know, working with you guys? I've had people tell me that, It, you know, like someone that had, she happened to have been in the mortgage industry for over 30 years. She goes, that book sparked my passion again. And it's really taking, making people understand why they're in sales, because it is a certain breed. You know, and we're a community. It's not just a, hey, we're looking to train you. Hey, we're looking to coach you. We're not here to just, this is a community. This is a movement. It is finding like-minded people to take that journey with them, which is one of the reasons how I ended up with Selling from the Heart too. Last year, I heard you are a sum total of the people you surround yourself with. Most people might hear that twice in their lifetime. I heard it 22 times in a two and a half week period by 22 different sources. I'm like, okay, so I know I'm thick headed, but the universe (laughs) obviously wanted me to know something, but it was, you know, I mean, I'm not a spring chicken. So, but it was making that transition from one career to another to really impact people and bring trust, authenticity, credibility, have people care about their reputation again, back to the forefront and help raise the trust level that people think of trust of salespeople. Yeah. And, and, and I think that 
the interesting thing that kind of stood out there is right is you know going through a process like this or reading the book for the first time it's like it really makes you question some things right and and you know realize like even if you're doing great like let's say you know you're not the total you know sleazeball commission breath hungry you know sales buffoon but uh even if you are doing a half decent job like there's still some work you can do um and 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 the idea of like i don't even know if i don't even know if a lot of sellers know why they sell right and and you mentioned something there that kind of struck me um, that made me think about that. Like, I think a lot of sellers think, oh, I sell to make a commission check and that's it. Right. Right. And they don't think about, you know, serving their clients or helping them solve these, you know, things that mean, you know, something much bigger than your commission. Absolutely. And where it, you know, not to bring my, (laughs) my past back in again, but that's one thing that I noticed that some people didn't care. Like they just went out and sold a product without even really knowing what it did. Before I even would sell up the product, I went through every word of their brochure. So I knew exactly what that product did because especially in the health insurance space, you're dealing with someone's livelihood. Cause if they have a crappy plan that doesn't do what you said it did, they could lose everything. And that, you know, I always have treated clients like they were a relative because you wouldn't put your relative in a bad space space. Well, most people wouldn't anyway, you never know. Some would, maybe some relatives. (laughs) (laughs) It's important to me. Like I used to watch my customers budgets as much as I'd watch my own. Mm. So it's, it's really like, as Larry would say, it's really given a rip about the place that you're going to put them. Wow. Well, Jackie, this is, this has been a great conversation. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Some great things for, for sellers to think about. Um, Where's the best place for them to connect with you or find out more about the work that you guys are doing over there at Selling from the Heart? Uh, sellingfromtheheart.net is our website. Um, if you want a free book, it's sellingfromtheheart.net slash book. All you have to do is pay for the shipping of it and you'll get a signed copy of it from Larry Levine. Um, to learn more about me, it's sellingfromtheheart.net slash Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E hyphen joy, J-O-Y. Awesome. We will drop all of those links in the show notes for everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast on now. It really does help us out so we can reach more people um, and also share the show with a friend. And additionally to that, we're always listening for your feedback as well. You can go to salestransformation.fm. Give us your feedback there. We're always listening. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad and I might even give you free access to our best templates.